Hello world and welcome to the Ignited Fortitude Podcast, episode 78, take one. <laughs> <laughs> See, my rule is not to make sure we record, but I do check. Yeah, I, know. I was like, so after I said that, I checked down. So, uh, how's it going? Good. Good. Crazy. I mean, as you, you know, it was a great episode that you and Steve knocked out yesterday about about being shameless in the in the grace of God and His glory. Of course, I was up in Tucson doing training mm-hmm. uh, all week. So, uh, but yeah. So, what are we doing today, man? So and then, and then I, uh, you got voluntold <laughs> as soon as you got back to move yeah. a heavy old pool table. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Moving a pool table was not like as soon as all of us. I don't know if anybody listening has ever had to move a pool table, right? And um, the marine in me is like. Let's do it as hard as possible, right? <laughs> <laughs> On gravel. Oh, gosh. So it's like, we could take this apart, mm. but is it really worth it? <laughs> no, I think we can just strong arm this thing. So, boy, that was heavy. Yeah, it was. So, but I think it took more time for us to, <laughs> to figure out how we're going to move it without breaking any of us. <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. So I can still hear Aaron. Get out from underneath <laughs> the table. Where are you, Will? Where are you? I'm fine. I'm good. No. So I'm not trying to kill you. Yeah, I know. And then Manny's like, "Hey, just you should have just taken it apart." And you could. I'm like, I know we should have, <laughs> dude. We'd have been there all day. Yeah. So. So yeah, so you got voluntold as soon as you got back, right? Hey, when you hey, you're back, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, hey, I need you tomorrow morning. <laughs> like, you got nothing going on, do you? No, no, I don't. And it's funny too because anyone I called Manny too, I know he was looking at his phone like, dude, don't, don't. <laughs> like, I know it's for the pool table, and I do not want to help him. But he did the right thing. He did. I love that man. That it's man's for, comical. It's, it's, come on, it's for a good cause. It is. He was already looking up. We're gonna play some pool, maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. Get there early. That's right. So, um, so I know you guys' flesh was probably mm. <laughs> not too happy, right? <laughs> so, which kind of goes into our conversation for today, right? Like, uh, how do you distinguish between works of the spirit, works of the flesh, and um, and um, well, so I, yes, I know somebody's like it's fruit of the spirit. Yes, I know, right? So. Fruit of the spirit is something that just gets produced in us. Correct. Where works of the flesh is something that we are actually trying to work for. And we've talked about it before on the podcast, right? Like work takes effort. Yes. And when we talk about producing fruit, there's no effort that's, it just, it is the byproduct of the work that has been done. Yes. Right. And so, uh, you know, as we talk about just uh, the things that we try to discuss on this podcast and really just kind of like honing in on, on what is, you know, We've been very broad in what we've been talking about yeah. over a clear, um, you know, all the, the all the seventy seven past seventy seven episodes, right? And um, like we re- really want to hone in on spiritual warfare, correct? And what that looks like. Yeah. And, and I think we put the pieces in, right? Like so, we yeah. were broad in some some of our categories and what we've discussed in the past episodes. But if you you look at the totality of it all, it's where we're getting ready to, to start diving into deep right now. About the oh. spiritual welfare, right? Reminding us that that we're shameless in God. We're, we're talking about ensuring that we're we're, con- we're we're fighting for the faith. Yep. Make sure those pieces are there because if those pieces aren't there, and understand that God's will, not your own will. Uh, I, yeah, I think this year, 
kicking it off that we've even closing out the end of last year of what we're seeing in our in our world and how we're prepping everyone with those nuggets to start building because right. like you we've always talked about it you've talked about it many times build a solid foundation if the foundation is cracked let's get back to it and mm-hmm. and reestablish the foundation oh and that takes time but it's the willingness yeah. of, of going back and fortifying that foundation mm-hmm. and so Sorry. No, you're good. No, I mean, well, and that's the thing, right? Like, and I think even, you know, we've spoken about it before, right? Like, um, it wasn't made clear to us until more recent. Correct. And it's like, we know, you know, we talk and shoot. I mean, even in the beginning of the podcast, even I going over Warren Wiersbe book and talking about like, hey, you know what? The Christian life isn't a playground. It's a battleground. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but what does that look like? And what does that mean? And we can identify these stories and, and look at certain things. But like, I really think more more recent in our life yeah right having the uh experiences that we've experienced and really looking at things and seeing like man like um i didn't even realize the fight you know i think it's the difference between like being in um you know like well you were an officer in the military right so you have you have um more information about you know especially you know um the different things that you were doing while you were you know downrange than the enlisted guys had Right. And so I think like when you, when you see that they're having that knowledge and having that, you, you're, um, you know, the, the E2, E3 guys are, yeah. are like, you know, beans, bullets and band-aids trying to get things in order and all Correct. that other stuff. But you know, the, the officers are like, no, no, this is a broader picture of, of what it is. And yep. you don't even realize it. You know, we can look at different stories within scripture. I mean, even Jesus identifies it, right. Where he even says, you know, like, Hey, um, you know, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I tell you that even if you look after, a woman with lust, you've already committed Committed it. And it's like, and there's this deeper understanding of what it is that we're actually facing, what it is that we're fighting, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, so instead of just having a broad conversation of, of, you know, the, the different things and different, you know, um, lessons, different accounts that we've experienced and, and, and talked about in scripture, like, all right, let's like, let's look further deeper down into, Hey, how do we, really identify the fight that we face oh yeah and that we're battling yeah. and really look at things in like i mean you know you know we're going to be looking at second samuel but the conversation that we're relating into was in jude correct yeah right yeah. and how how in jude it even talks about this weird account where it's you know yeah. jude starts saying this thing about yeah, the worms have gotten into the church and now that we're trying to think that we're we're doing well but we're still has in, they've influenced us to live Immoral lives, yeah, immoral. because we're trying to do it in the flesh. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and then he brings up these different different aspects, right? Mm-hmm. And like one of them is where he talks about Michael, where like Michael didn't even accuse the devil of blasphemy, but he said, "The Lord rebuke you," right? And it's like, yeah, like, Michael's a, a big hitter. <laughs> yeah, he could have said anything to to the devil at that point. Correct. You know what I mean? But he, and Michael didn't take it upon himself. And like, dude, again, that's not anywhere like we've read in scripture. That's kind of like this place that comes out. But it's like, man, if even the archangel, the commander of, of you know, the Lord's armies, you know what I mean, is not going to, you know, put the devil out and yeah. just, you know, he was not going to engage in him. Yeah, he was just doing what he was supposed to be doing. Hey, Correct. you know what? The Lord rebuke you. The Lord's going to handle this. I'm just here to do what I'm supposed Correct. to be doing. And that's a lot of what we're supposed to be doing. But we think when we go through spiritual warfare and we think that we, hey, we have all these uh, 
pieces of armor that we're supposed to be taking, we think like, oh, shoot. Well, I, guess I got what? this. Yeah, I got this, right? And um, no. Because, the, you know, it's, it, it's not because it's not what we're supposed to be doing, right? Like, it's not your battle to fight. It's what's, the Lord's what's that, that? What's that? Uh, uh, I'll get to it. Never mind. There's, there's a, a verse in there about, you know, the Lord prepares me for war, but my hands for battle. Oh, it's in Psalms, isn't it? I'll find it. I'll find I think, it while we move You know what? It's funny. It's, Steve would smack us because he's got it tattooed on him i believe i think he's, i think he's got it tattooed on him so um so the scripture that we're going to be looking at is in second samuel yes right we're going to talk about this this account that was written about second samuel and just to you know like how this pertains and, and what we're looking at is um if you guys know the story of king david and what david was going through obviously he was a shepherd boy and then uh saul who was king at the time ends up you know messing things up the lord's like hey you know what i'm done with you i'm gonna bring somebody else up that is you know who is you know right in my eyes and all these things yes and that's david and then david um you know starts coming up through the ranks beats goliath and you know what is doing well for saul yeah until saul's eagle gets so, yeah so it's like ooh, because he's hearing the whispers he's hearing the whispers right all these great things that david's doing correct i mean listen to the music that the songs that they're singing about David, yep. that Saul's only killed a hundred thousand, and David's killed, you know, all the bigger numbers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten thousand, thousands, and, and yeah. David's ten thousand. Yeah. So, so those whispers start getting into Saul's mind and it's like, his okay, pride and his yeah, ego. Start right? fighting that pride, and and that's and that's part of the spiritual warf- warfare. It's the whispers yeah. that that we allow to have the evil one to. To create that foothold, mm-hmm. yeah. And because how do we deal with that? Do I mean, what does that look like? And what happens when you start giving into those whispers, oh, right? Like, yeah. oh wait, you start you start thinking you're, you know, and it's like you look at scriptures like in Romans, right, where it's like, hey, don't think yourself as better than anybody else. You know what I mean? Galatians. That's what we did yeah. uh, last week in the men's Bible study was, you know, like, hey, you know what? Like, you're no better than anybody else, and mm. so you know. It, well, we don't forget that in knowing like, hey, you know what? God has put me in this position. I didn't put myself in here, Yeah, you know? Um, but when we lose sight of that, we start putting ourselves and elevating ourselves. And here's the thing. We make bad decisions. And I read a, I read a, a book a couple of years ago. It was like uh, how uh, why good leaders make bad decisions. It was a great book. Right. And it just talks about like all these different things that you run into. And it, it wasn't a book based on scripture, you know yeah. what I mean? But it was just the mind of, of a leader. And it's like, how do you get these people that are like doing these, like that are doing so well, but then they make these big mistakes, you know what I mean? And it's, and a lot of it comes is like, hey, you can't handle pressure. You can't handle these things. And like, even, you know, psychologically speaking, you know, yeah. and they like go through all these things. And it's like, you know, when you're already under pressure, you're already under, you know, um, uh, Peer pressure. Yes. Not even just pressure like that's like, hey, that the job entails, but okay. hey, your peers and all those whispers that are coming to you and all these other things and, and not being like in the right state, right? And you think you think bigger of yourself, better of yourself, then guess what? That perception is what messes you up, Correct. right? Yep. And and you become deceived is what the yep. what Because the all says. of a sudden you start listening to those things and we talked earlier, it's like, you know, we're supposed to be humble, yeah. In in the Lord's grace and His mercy, because 
doing all those things fleshly wise, we we, we start operating outside of, of, of God's will. Because like you said, I got it. I've gotten big all of a sudden I hey, I got this. Yeah. I mean I got I can roll through. And all of a sudden, like you said, we as Christian men or Christians alone in our relationship with God, we stumble. And sometimes that stumble is hard. Yeah. Right? But what are we to do? So so David uh, you know, starts uh you know, just being obedient, doing what he was supposed to be doing, and it was upsetting Saul. And yes. so Saul's like throwing spears at David and all this other stuff, right? Like this whole turmoil, David ends up having to leave the kingdom just because of all the stuff that's going on. And it finally gets to, you know, you get to the end of First Samuel um, at the very last chapter. That's when, you know, Saul and his son Jonathan are at this battle. Sure. They're going to get overrun. And Saul just wants to fall on his sword because he does not want to become a prisoner of war. Yep. Right. And so then Second Samuel picks up at that at that point, right? As that war is over. But there was a particular point that as we were just talking about like spiritual warfare, you know, doing things in the flesh, what things look like and, and even just decisions that made. Like sometimes you read scripture and like, dude, what is going on here? And that's kind of what we're gonna get into. So uh Second Samuel chapter one, verse two. Um, I'm just going to read some points. I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but I'll read some through some points. But it's like uh, on verse two, it says on the third day, uh, well, I'll read verse one. After the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Amalekites and spent two days in Ziglag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn clothes and had put dirt on his head to show that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Where have you come from? David asked. He says, I escaped from the Israelite camp. Uh, the man replied, what happened? David demanded, tell me how the battle went. The man replied, our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead and Saul and his son, Jonathan are also dead. How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded of the young man. The man answered, I happened to be on Mount Gilboa and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy chariots and charioteers closing in on him. When he turned and saw me, he cried out for me to come to him. How can I help? I asked him. He responded, who are you? I'm an Amalekite, I told him. Then he begged me, come over here and put me out of my misery, for I am in terrible pain and want to die. <laughs> Verse 10, so I killed him, the Amalekite told David, for I knew he couldn't live. Then I took his crown and his armband, and I have brought them here to you, my lord. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they had heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan, for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel, because they had died by the sword that day. Verse 13. Then David said to the young man, Who had brought the news to who had brought the news? Where are you from? And he replied, I'm a foreigner, an Amalekite, who lives in your land. Um, why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to one of his men, kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the Amalekite and killed him. You have condemned yourself, David said, for you yourself confess that you killed the Lord's anointed one. Then David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan. Right, so um, it's strange, right? Yeah. Like, you, you think figure, that's a good thing. Yeah, you figure David, like, in the flesh, right? In the flesh, like, think of David's point of view. Like, was Saul being killed? Yeah, the kingdom is his. It's David's, right? Correct. And the 
the kingdom was supposed to be his. Correct. And David could and had every opportunity to take Saul out. Yep. And like even when they were in the cave, right? When when Saul was going to, you know, relieve himself and he was in the cave and one of David's men were like, like hey, dude, do it, yeah, do dude, it. This is your time, bro. Yeah. Take, you know what I mean? And David said no, right? And so David didn't, and even in this position, right? David didn't have a hand in it. Correct. And he could have looked at it like, oh, see, there you go, mm-hmm. you know? And guess what? Like he could have given this dude a pat on the back, but he didn't. Nope. Because he was the Lord's anointed one. So what does that look like, man? We're talking about, because here's the whole topic, right? We're talking about doing things in the flesh and doing things in the spirit. In the flesh, if that was any one of us. Oh, yeah. Right? It'd be completely full of pride. It's like, uh-huh. See, that's what you get for right. coming after me. You have someone. Well, here's the catch, right? Look look at the portion about uh, uh, the victory. David returned from his victory over the. Who? The, um, how do you say The Amalekites? Yes. Right. Now, who's the kid that killed him? An Amalekite. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Didn't David just have victory over his countrymen? Well, what's, the- what's worse is in 1 Samuel 15, that's when Saul was supposed to take wipe out all of the Amalekites. That's right. And, and they spared, spared some, some people. So, so, yeah, kind of bites him in the backside, right, with Saul and being killed by by one of the folks that he's supposed to kill. And so, yeah, I mean, prideful. It's like, yeah, look what you get. That's what you get, man. Yeah. You know, and and then turning around, it's like, you know what? That was not God's will based on what Dave understood because mm-hmm. David was going to do what God, you know, God's will. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he had because a couple of times when he didn't. Oh, yeah, he, he got it. <laughs> he got it, right? 70,000 men, right? 70, you brought 000, up. Yeah, he because he decided to get into that head and and understanding that you know the the holy spirit that about you know that lives in us is the one that says mm, that's not the way mm-hmm. to go right uh, and it you have to really listen because if you're not listening correctly and you're not giving it back to god it's like are you even when we say are you sure because we've done that over the last several weeks Mm-hmm. Are you sure? And then all of a sudden, he confirms it. Yeah. Not just once, but I mean, thrown. Oh, you, it's like an absolute. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just one of us. It's literally the group of us is like, bro, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. It's like, hey, yep, we better hurry up. Uh, and so you have to sit back. And then also, you know, as we do this battle, and folks always say, oh, it's it's coincidence, it's bad decisions. Well, yeah, it's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. But have you consulted God? Have you consulted godly men and women before you made that decision? Mm-hmm. Right? Because sometimes you literally have to walk it out, talk it out, and you realize, may not have been stupid. Yeah. Right, and I'm not saying that we're stupid people, but we we make dumb mistakes. Well, when we we're in the well, here's the thing: when we're in the flesh, oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's those are the things that happen. And so, like, let think about this, man. Like, look at the responsibility. Like, we can all look at David and say he's a man after God's own heart. Yes, but guess what? It took him mm. all those things that he was going through in order to become 
that individual. And so it's like the, you know, and you know, I kind of talked about this, you know, before we were recording, it's like the things that you go through in life, there are, there are opportunities for you to learn from them. Oh, yeah. Opportunities. Right. There are opportunities to learn from them. And so like David, you know, if David would have, you know, taken out Saul when, when he was in that cave and had that opportunity, he wouldn't have been able to be the leader that he was, you know, yeah. coming into at this point. Correct. You know what I mean? And so like, you have to, you have to pay attention to what's coming, um, coming your way because the Lord's allowing you to go through it. Yeah. Right. Those are, those are your opportunities. And, and even this, like, like when you look at this, like, think of, think of this, how many times, if anybody listens, right? Like how many times, like you have somebody that you can't stand, you would say is maybe your enemy. Maybe you say whatever the case is, and maybe you're not wishing that something bad happens to them. But when you find out that something bad does happen to them, do you rejoice a little bit? Mm. Do, Do you, do you say to yourself, ah, see, that's what they get. Yeah. Because that's not what David did here. No. Like Saul was taken out. He died. And what did he do? Yeah. He mourned for him. He tore mourned for his him. clothes, fast for, for a day two, and then wrote him a song. He, he, so he withheld himself and didn't have, and how many times when somebody, we know that something happens to somebody, we do the opposite, right? We don't fast. You know what we do? We celebrate. Correct. Yep. He mourned when someone else weeps. He was me weeping because, you know, a leader, the anointed leader that, that God, you know, appointed, died. Yeah, you know. And so it, he wept. He fasted. Did he celebrate? Yeah, he celebrated in a way to honor Saul. In the way that God was able to give him all those things, right? Because, you know, was Saul a perfect leader? A good king? Right? He had his moments. And he had, yeah, until... Those, those he let that foothold of the evil one get into his mind and started seeing the corruption in him started changing, and but like you said, David still wept for him. Mm. Yeah, and so you know, hey, if he was already in, you know, hey, and that Amalekite, guess what? Like he was, you know, think about him. Oh, he's yeah. in this. He's in this situation, and he's probably thinking, "Hey, exactly right." Pounding in his chest, like, "Hey, if I take Saul out and I bring this good news to David, guess what's going to happen to me?" Yeah, right. And so, and, and it's important. Like, at, here we go. It's important as a leader. Yeah, you you don't like. You need to be careful when people are trying to do things to try to tickle your ear when they're trying to entice you with information mm-hmm. when they're trying to entice you with just you know stroking. Stroking your ego. Oh yeah, right. Because oh yeah, especially for men. Exactly. Ooh. Like you, like you have to be more. Um, honestly, I think you got to be uh, yeah, more on guard. Yeah. When somebody's coming in and and trying to do those things, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. Right. And it's and here's the thing. Like, look at look at David's standpoint. Right. Like that dude was was grounded. Relying upon the Lord, yep. right? And when he heard the news, he didn't celebrate. He actually went into mourning. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like, hey, this is how I, this is how I'm going to honor the situation, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold myself from these things, and I'm not going to rejoice in this because that's Correct. that's horrible. Yep, you know. And God could have done anything in that moment. You know what I mean? But when when we try to here's the thing: when we step in <laughs> and we try to handle situations. The Bible's honest. The Bible's honest about Saul's 
blunders. The Bible's honest about David's blunders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you read these accounts, you can see like, hey, like, hey, uh, Chuck Swindle's like uh, warts and all, right? There's no, there's no like, hey, we're going to shy away from, from, you know, disclosing this information. No, all of it's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but where do you want to stand? Because here's the thing. We're in a battle. Oh, we yeah. are constantly in a battle because there is an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. There's an enemy that wants to get in the way yep. of what? Not what you're doing. Correct. He doesn't care about us. Nope. But he knows as believers, mm-hmm. as men, Yes. guess what? If we are trying to honor God in the situations that we're in, guess what he wants to do? Take it all away. He wants to take it all right? away. Right? Give you an easy life. And that's, and that, and here, well, here, let's, let's continue on that, right? So, uh, the spiritual warfare like we speak of is, is for real, right? It's the whispers that we hear that, that aren't godly. They're not given from God. And we we check those. And what's nice about that is that we have to understand that during those moments, even when we make a incorrect decision because we get caught up in the flesh, He's not going to abandon us, mm. right? Because it shows plenty of times through Scripture, Peter, David, you name, name a name in here that has done something wrong that didn't glorify God. And where was God? God was still there. Didn't abandon them, yeah. right? And it says in Scripture that He's not going to abandon you. What did they do? They repented mm-hmm. on, on and took ownership of that failing. And as men, we don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, they yeah, they don't. And and like you said, they took ownership and and here's the thing, they didn't hide it. Nope. Correct. They weren't they weren't proud. It wasn't their proudest moment. And what even thinking of David, right? Like look at what happened with David when he when he messed up. Yeah. And he, you know, he has the affair with Bathsheba, he uh-huh. ends up killing Uriah. You know what I mean? He thinks he gets away with it. <laughs> he thinks he gets away with it. And then Nathan the prophet comes. And it's so funny, dude, because you get Bible teachers that will teach like, oh, you know, you got Nathan the prophet and he comes in and look at him as a man and going to, guess what? Yeah, we can look at Nathan the prophet and be like, yeah, that was a man of God. But hey, sometimes we don't like that dude. (laughs) We don't like that dude. What? Tell me the truth that I'm messing up. So, you know what I mean? And, and so, like, even looking at that, but guess what? When David was confronted with that, yeah, and he, he even wrote a psalm about that. And I was like, hey, man, like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing well when I, you know, was trying to hide my sin. Correct. Yeah, and that's, and that's the biggest thing, right? It's like, yes, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yes. It, you, you hurt, you don't just hurt yourself, but you hurt God. Right. And are we going to be perfect all the time? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what, you know, non-believers or, or folks that are, that are contending for the faith, uh, whether you can start getting into the legalism of it all. It's like, dude, there's no way we're going to be perfect. No possible way. If we're perfect, then why do I have this in front of me? God already knows that I wasn't going to be perfect, nope. but I am blameless in his eyes. I was waiting for you to say it. That's right? exactly what we were talking about last week. I'm right? a masterpiece in his eyes. 
come on now. I said, this is, this is, this is my guide. This is my book. This is my, as Steve put it a couple episodes, it's my love story. And this tragic, I mean, this is tragic in, in second Saul, you know, Samuel about, uh, what happened to Saul? What happened to Saul? And David having to take a someone that killed him because it was not righteous and it wasn't in God's will for Saul to die that way. Oh. Yeah. Was it in was it in God's will for David to be king? Yeah. Yes. Guess what? But it was supposed to be in his timing. His and timing. David was careful about not trying to get ahead of the Lord. Yep. You know, because he got ahead a couple of times and had to, he got back down. Yeah, and guess what? And here's the thing: like, you know, we talk about patience, and 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 you, you just wait. He said, man. he said patience, right? When you when you just hey, all right, God's got this. Like He's already told me mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen. He's already you know laid it out. And guess what? Like it's not, dude. It's not. It's not about what I'm going to do for God. Correct. It's about what God's plan is going to happen and. Guess what? We get to play a role in it. Oh yeah. And and if you can have that mindset and knowing, like, hey, you know what? Okay, like these are the things that are happening. These are the things that are developing me in my walk. Yes. Right. And they're necessary. Oh yeah. And here's the thing: like, if, if you like, do you realize, like, do you realize, like, the people that are in your life are part of your sanctification. Say it again, bro. The people in your life are a part of your sanctification. And the more you try to avoid and you push those people out, guess what? If you're not learning the lesson, it's just going to be a harder lesson for you to learn because the Lord wants you to learn those lessons. You know what I mean? And that's like, it's like kids at home, right? Like, you know, like, hey, you're here during this time. Me as a parent, it's my responsibility to make sure that you learn the lesson. So that way, when you get out into the world, you're ready. Yes. Right? And so... What is God doing in our life? We're his children. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He wants us to learn these lessons. But as dudes, especially, right? And as people, we want to we want to um run from pain. <laughs> we we don't want to pick up a heavy pool table, right? <laughs> we want somebody else to move it. Yeah, I was thinking about who can we call. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look at the uh what do you call it? Deut- Deuteronomy 31 mm-hmm. 6, right? So here, right? So 31 6. Got you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you, mm-hmm. right? You said it already. He's going to go before us. And if we get ahead of him, what's going to happen? Well, he's he's going to sit back. It's like, okay, what did you learn? Well, yeah, I learned not to walk before you. When I'm going to go into trials and tribulations, I'm taking you with me. I will, like we talked about earlier, I'm going to submit. I'm going to surrender. So that way I follow you in, in your will. And that's the battle that we have to deal with. It's doing that. Submitting and surrendering. Yeah. And if we're not doing both of those items, those things that God has asked us, then I'm going to do it on my own. Trust and obey, right? Trust you're and gonna, obey. You're going to trust and obey somebody. You're either going to trust and obey the Lord, you're going to trust and obey yeah. yourself. Yeah, correct. And, and it's funny, you read that, and then like right after that, right, then Moses called for Joshua. As all Israel watched, he said to him, be strong and courageous. Why would he have to tell him to be strong and courageous? Because you're going to... 
freak out, dude. <laughs> it's scary, right? It is. It's not easy. Correct. You know, if for you will lead these people into the land the Lord swore to your ancestors he would give them. Guess what? God's going to use us. It's God's will that's going to get done. He Correct. doesn't need us. He wants to use us. Yeah. So do it. Like it's so much easier when we do it his way. Yeah. And that's and that's when the the evil one will tell you those the opposite of all those things, right? Because it tells us, "Don't be afraid." Oh, you should be afraid, because you, when you fail, he's going to cast you out because you're not worthy. Then all of a sudden, now we balk. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? As soon as we hear that, you know what we want to do? We want to hold things onto and do it in our own strength. Correct. There's a, a story of Jeroboam and Rehoboam, right? That's another story, right? But that's the same thing, right? The Lord's like, hey, I'm going to give you these 10 tribes. Go ahead and go. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh, yeah, but I'm afraid. Like, I got all these things that God told me he was going to give me. But if they go back to Jerusalem, I'm afraid. And that's like when that civil war happened and everything yeah. else, right? And it's like... Allow the Lord to do. And even right here, right? Like just going forward in verse eight, do not be afraid or discouraged for the mm-hmm. Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you or abandon you. How many times did he repeat all those things right there? <laughs> Multiple times. Why? Yeah, be courageous. Because he knows how we are. Correct. And and that's and that's the whole deal with when we start talking about spiritual warfare and you see what, uh, how David approached what God's will. It's like, no, you, you don't touch God's anointed one. Right, because there was a purpose. There's a there's a timing that God has for all of us. Because when it's in His timing, we'll receive all the mm-hmm. things that we that He promised. Mm-hmm. Right? Because He's already given us. We understand the big picture, that vision, that end state. Mm-hmm. Right, is going home to Him. Now the journey that He gives us is because of our faith. If we stay in our faith. And when those trials and tribulations and the the mind games that the evil one ends up doing to us, and we go back and submit our mind to the Lord, surrender our minds to the Lord, well, guess what? You've just won that battle because God was before you. Because you went to God and said, Lord, I need your help. How, How easy is that? Those simple words, God, I need your help. What is prayer, man? Prayer is telling the Lord and admitting to yourself that you can't do it. What? You mean confess? Well, one, confess, right? And yeah, and and acknowledge, like, if I'm praying to God, God, I don't know what to do in this situation. You know what I'm saying? I can't do it. I need you to do it. But you can't pray and say, God, I don't know what to do in this situation, and then go ahead and then just do it in the flood, right? (laughs) Hey, just, you know, Job. Let's get back to Job. How about that spiritual battle he was going through? Oh, yeah. Was was he saying some kind words to God? No, but he was going and being honest. But he was going to God. Yeah. And then what did God do? Blessed him. Mm-hmm. But he kept coming to God. No. But, you know, his words were harsh. But again, goes back to the spiritual warfare. When those come to you and, and whatever, and believe Believe me, in my in my opinion, it comes in all different ways oh, yeah. when the battles comes. It's because it's to the individual because of their past. That's what creeps back up into our minds is the past. And, and the evil one, Satan, the devil, however you want to call him, the liar of liars, he uses those same things. This those are trialed and tested 
true things that have happened for millenniums, mm -hmm. and they still work today. So why change the game plan? Now we know the game plan. Mm -hmm. We've always known the game plan. But we forget that the Lord's going to go before us. And Job is a nice example. David's another example. Huh. Peter, when he, when he turned his back and denied Christ those three times that Christ told him, he wept. He understood what he just did. But guess what? Everyone that, you know, David, when he made a, a blunder, was blessed. Job blessed. Peter blessed. I mean, because they understood the, that the spiritual warfare is there, there. And sometimes the warfare is where you're supposed to engage. Like you said, folks are around us as part of our sanctification. But sometimes it's that with that person is just planting that seed. And that's all. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of your sanctification is to spread the gospel. You may not be the one to water it. Yeah. And they're, they're going to deal with a battle themselves, and we deal with the battles on ourselves also. And I don't know, man. I'm just getting offhand, man. I'm just sorry. It, look, um, iron sharpens iron. Yes. Right? And and the Lord is going to put us in situations and bring people our way. Yes. Right? And um, it's friction. It's tension. How, how do you sharpen metal? How does iron sharpen iron? It's tension. Correct. It's friction. So like nothing, you know, everybody knows, dude, nothing, nothing, it, nothing good comes your way when you just, um, just do it or when you don't earn it. Right. No. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I mean, we, yeah. When, yeah. Right, nothing, I mean, nothing. It's it, it, so it's, it's you putting yourself in a, in a position Right, where you're just going to trust the Lord. Yes. And you have an opportunity to, yeah, hey, guess what? You can do something in the flesh and try to take it yourself, right? Or you can, hey, you know what, Lord? Looking looking at the story, right? David wasn't, David was supposed to be king. He wasn't trying to get there himself. Correct. He was just, allowed, hey, God, whatever you got in store, you just do it. And guess what? He was also, you know, we talked about it before. It's like, hey, you know what? It's uh, leadership is not what you say. It's about what you tolerate, mm -hmm. right? And this dude going and, and killing Saul, he wasn't like David coming into, and it's important, right? David coming into his role and position as as now the the leader, the king over over Israel. Yeah. Guess what? That's not how he was going to take it, and it wasn't going to be tolerated. What do you think that did for the other men that were that were there? Oh, right. Set the tone. Yeah, it set the tone. It set the tone. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, this is not the way that we're going to do it. It tells us in scripture, right? Not not by might, not by might, but relying fully upon the Spirit. That's how things are going to be accomplished, mm -hmm. and that's difficult for us because we want to be in control all the time, right? And that's one of those things that we like we're talking about here through is the spiritual warfare and what's going on in our lives is to is to reflect on all those those moments that we cross, right? It's it doesn't slow life down when you reflect and you slow down to to. Listen on how God speaks to you, what He's trying to say to you. It doesn't slow down life. Mm -hmm. It makes it better when you slow down, 
and have a conversation with God, right? Well, sometimes you don't even realize how fast it actually comes, right? Too soon, right? Like sometimes you don't even know. You feel like, oh, great, that's it. It's done. And then the Lord's like, nope, here you go. Look at, again, Job, mm -hmm. right? Look at those situations. And it wasn't until he was going through it. And guess what? God's plan is so much better than the plan that we can come up with for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. So, you know, hey, you know, all these things that the Lord puts into your life, you know, don't be so quick to uh, try to clear it out. Yeah. Right. Try to get it. You know, I, I'm talking, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe a person that's going through, you know, a difficult marriage right now. Yes. And it's like, oh, you know what? Like, we're just fighting all the time. We're just, and hey, I, me and my wife have been open, honest about the, um, the trials that we've been through. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just, you got to hold on. Don't be so quick to just get rid of things just because you think like, oh, well, this is just in my way of what it is that I, that I'm supposed to be doing. Like, no, like allow the Lord to handle those things. Correct. Right. And, and knowing, and guess what? There's, there's a time where you have to realize like, when do you quit? Hey, I've talked about it, right? Like I'm no longer at the position that I was at, at the church that I was a pastor at. Yeah. Right. And like, Honestly, there, it was a year where I was debating yeah. conversations, right? Correct. And you and Steve and my wife were like, nope, this isn't the time. And especially during the time where it was like, nope, look at it. Look at all the things that I had Correct. gotten done. Look at the things that were happening. It's like, this is my time. I should just be done. If these things are being done behind my back, then why should I stay? Yep. And you guys are like, it's not time. Right. Dude, I argued with you guys about it. Yeah, you it. did. And, and guess what? <laughs> it was like, okay. Yep. then it's not time. Okay. I listened to you guys and I had, you know, wise counsel and, and you guys gave that to me. And then when the time came, you oh, know, it, it was clear cut. It was, yeah. You know what I mean? And it yeah. was like, what, two years later, a year or two later, I think two years. Right. And once that time came, oh, it was obvious. It was, it, it was, it was obvious. Yep. Right. And had I not at that point, had I not, um, decided and said all right this is it like okay like i i over and out i like i'm i'm tracking you know what i mean then i would have been fighting against the lord to just stay there correct right like so you know it, it's it's being mindful like okay god just give me that guidance and, and here's the thing having the right people in play for you mm -hmm. right because that's one thing that hey i know that all of us can appreciate about one another we will call each other out oh yeah we will like come from it from a from a clear perspective yeah and you love know? yeah and, well and guess what because that is love it is dude when you guys are telling me no <laughs> and you're not giving in to you know what i mean yeah where i'm coming from yep. you know and when you guys are are you know looking out for for my like what's best interest not for me personally yeah but what, what's going to glorify god but, exactly yep exactly yeah and i mean that's and those are tough i mean you know that uh and and you've heard it when we sat and talked to you the 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 process that we went through and you know we we went in our different corners you know per se in in in, in right in the same room uh the process at all and then boom and here it is and that's and that's the battle right there right the spiritual warfare that sets people in mind in the pride that we have sometimes as men as people in general and if we don't have that godly counsel, the go-to, right? I was telling uh, a friend of mine, it's like, look, I says, I'm with a group of men that have no problem calling me out, not just privately, 
but publicly, because there's a lesson there for everyone to know and learn. Yeah. Right. But that's another uh, another episode. So. Mm. <sighs> doing it in the flesh, doing, doing it in the, the spirit. Yep. Hey guys, we're we are going to we are in we're just like we're in Worshipy, right? The Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. It is a battleground. Right. And so what does that look like? And if if you if you want to look at things and be like, no, it's not, and we're not fighting and we're not like you can look at it from that point. And guess what? As soon as you get complacent, <laughs> What happens when you get complacent? <laughs> Man, we haven't had an attack in days. I don't need to wear my Kevlar. I don't, you know what? I don't even need to put the plates in my flag jacket. I'm good. Like, we're just going to go out on this small patrol. What happens as soon as you get complacent? <sighs> Come on, man. Like, dude, like, that's exactly what the enemy wants. Oh, yeah. That is exactly what the enemy wants. No, 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 just wait. It's off. Oh, look at that. Nobody, there, the coast is clear. Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Just come on. Don't, you, you should take there, it easy. There's a ceasefire. Yeah. Dude, come on, dude. Like, that is, you know, that is, no. You're in a battle. And yeah. you know what? If you're, if, if you take it from that point where it's like, oh, not everything is a battle, not everything is this, you know what? That's falling asleep on watch. Mm-hmm. You're falling asleep on watch. And I can't have you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't have you on my on my wall. I can't have you in front on the front lines with me. No, especially when we are supposed to be watching. Yeah, the watchman, right? What? I mean, you're supposed to be watching. Yeah. Does I mean what, what does Jude say? Right, contend for the faith. That doesn't seem like. Well, that sounds to me like there's a battle to fight. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound to me that I'm supposed to be lax and just oh, just whenever. You know what I mean? There's no like what happens as soon as uh uh. uh well, you're a police officer, right? As soon as a police officer goes on that duty, he's like, ah, you know what? It's just easy. It's just... Yeah. That's when people get hurt. That's, That's when, when people get hurt. That's when people get hurt. So, all right. Well, so... Uh, hmm. I'm going to read a prayer, brother. You're going to read a prayer? Yeah, I'm going to read a prayer. All right. Before from we, my, my devotional. Before we close out while you're looking for that, um, so this is... Um, we're going to be gone next week. So we're going to try to get an episode in. Next week? Next. Who's going next week? We're leaving Wednesday, dude. Oh, we are leaving next week. <laughs> we're leaving Bro. Wednesday. So uh, we're going to do everything to try to get an episode out. I know yeah. that it was like, hey, we're getting episodes out regardless. And so um, we're going to do everything that we can to get another episode out. Yeah. If there isn't an episode, we apologize, but we will be coming back with uh, um, a lot of a lot to talk about when we get back, Correct. I guess you could say, right? Well, well guess what? You know these these last few weeks. What 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 have we been doing? We've been preparing for a battle. Yeah, oh, yeah because we're sure. going to an event that will be full on frontal spiritual battle. Not just for the men that we're serving, mm-hmm. but for the served men also. The men that are serving. Yeah, absolutely. You know we're fighting it right now. There's things that's going on on that serve team that we're not aware of that the battle is on. Those men that are going to be participating to have an encounter with God, they're experiencing it right now. And so we're in prayer to ensure that we submit to the Lord, surrender our will, so that way His will is going to be done. Yeah. Healing will occur, and that victory comes. Because of him. Yep. And that we receive freedom. Freedom, dude. Freedom. 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 
just want to scream it. But anyway, you know, so let's close it out. Close it out, right? So basically what we're asking you to is just to reflect. See where areas in your life that you have to to give up and surrender back to God. A lot of times it's the pride that we have, the flesh. So we're supposed to sacrifice the flesh daily and renew our minds daily. So this is one of my devotional prayers that I had the other day says, so this is what I'm, I'm leading out to. Lord, I thank you for reminding me that you are always in control. I thank you that I can remain open-handed with my worries and my wants, trusting your will for my life. I repent for the ways I have walked in pride. I repent for the times when I have been self-centered and missed the mark. I pray that as I humble myself today, you show me grace and favor. I thank you for the relationship I have with you. I pray that as I submit, your presence and your power in my life are magnified. Mm. And I ask you, Lord, to continue to pour into us and guide us in our lives and where we're going and that we are... that. Our, each step that we make continues to glorify you and guiding us through, you know, the podcast over the last couple of years. And we've always asked you, Lord, if it's time for us to shut it down, make it known to all of us and we'll shut it down because, you know, our desire is to glorify you, spread your gospel. And we ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.